You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. So glad to have you with us today. Pray that your life is going well, things are going good for you. Uh, Recording this in the month of October and uh, one of my favorite months, one of my favorite seasons, mainly because of football. Uh, But the older I get, I I am liking summer more. I hate to admit it. Uh, My wife would be happy about that. But um, I, I do like fall. What's your favorite season? The one thing I don't like about fall is all the pumpkin spice stuff. And those of uh, my church know that. Not that I hate pumpkin spice. It is. I don't think we need to have everything under the sun flavored or scented as pumpkin spice. Uh, it just gets too, too much. But that's a, another story for another episode, perhaps. But uh, we hope that you're doing well. And uh, if you haven't already, if you would hit that like button, that share button, that subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate your support uh, with that. And so if any of our episodes have been a blessing to you, we really hope that you would hit that like button. And you may not think that that is much of a big deal. It is for us. Uh, It communicates uh, to us here at uh, Weekly Devotions with Pastor James that it's been a blessing to you. It helps with all that algorithm stuff and it helps get the the episodes out to more people. And so if you don't mind taking literally two seconds and hitting that like button, that share button, that subscribe button, uh, whatever that looks like for for you on your listening uh, platform would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And so here's my question for you today. Uh, Have you ever been yelled at? And I mean really yelled at. Maybe it was in person. Maybe it was through an email. Maybe even an anonymous letter. Uh, Well, I have in all of those ways. Uh, Anonymous letters, uh, through emails, through uh, just personal interaction. The personal interaction more so when I worked in a grocery store. Uh, I haven't really been yelled at uh, face-to-face as I've pastored a church Uh, surprisingly, uh, that is where the anonymous letters have come from. That is where the emails have come from. And uh, I'll talk to more about that in, in a couple minutes. But here's my question for you. In that situation, how did you respond when that person was just letting you have it, whether it was justified or not? How did you respond? Because it is in that response really shows our heart for Jesus. It shows, are we are we mirroring Christ? Are we walking in Christ? Or are we going to allow our sin and our sinful nature to control us and lead us in our response? Because here's what I want you to think about in today's episode. That sometimes, and notice I said sometimes, silence is the best response to give to the voice of a critic. That at times the most important thing, the wisest thing for you and I to do is actually not engage that person at all, but just to keep moving forward. And where that comes from is actually in 2 Samuel 
chapter uh, 16. And it is a story with uh, King David. King David, um, long story short, not to get into it all in this episode, but uh, King David's son Absalom is trying to overthrow David, take the throne, take the city of Jerusalem, and he is doing that successfully. It won't end up successful, but at, at this point in the in the story, the timeline, it is successful. And so David is leaving the city of Jerusalem, and he's leaving with his family and a couple hundred people that are staying with him. You know, his fighting men and and good friends and and people like that. Well, while David is leaving the city, he's outside of the walls of Jerusalem, and he and he's just going. He's going out towards the desert. While he is going that way, a man by the call by the name of Shimei, uh, who loved King Saul, comes out and he just he just lays into David. Uh, scripture tells us, and I and I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to unpack everything, but I, I just want to read to you so that you know what Shimei is saying to David. What we read there is this. This is 2 Samuel uh, chapter 16, starting in verse 5. It says, As King David approached Baharim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimei, son of Gerar, and he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones, though all the troops and the special guard were on David's right and left. As he cursed, Shimei said, Get out! Get out, you man of blood, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has handed the kingdom over to your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a man of blood. And that is, that's insane. I, I said to somebody the other day, I go, it's like he didn't have his cup of coffee or something in the morning. This guy is, is heated. He's cursing at David. He's throwing dirt at him. He's throwing stones at him. Just laying into David, calling him a, a man of blood, a bloodthirsty man, everything along those lines. And what gets me is he does this. And David's elite fighting men are standing right next to him. And so this man had to have a good amount of faith, uh, especially in his legs, to run away from these men. Because literally, uh, the next verse, uh, a gentleman that is with David goes, do you want me to go cut his head off? And this guy would have done it at the drop of a hat. All David had to do was, yeah, go cut his head off. Let's be done with this and move on. And this guy would have ran up there, cut the guy's head off without even thinking about it. And just came back and went on with his day. And there are times in our lives, in your life, where you've had somebody do this to you. They've laid into you for one reason or another. And once again, whether it's justified or not, that's a, that's a different story for right now. But they, they have laid into you and maybe they've been cursing at you. Maybe they've been yelling at you. Maybe they've been calling you out and saying you did this and you did that. Because what Shimi says here is that David caused a lot of bloodshed in the house of Saul and David didn't do that. And so Shimi is off base here. He's not right in what he's yelling at David for. And so it's not necessarily justified for David in this position. And so the question then goes, well, how does David respond to this? Because that that's the huge thing here. How does David respond to being just 
blasted by words from this man. Well, it's a bit surprising because David says this, and, and if you know anything about King David, you know he's a man of war. He, he's fought people his whole entire life. But David says this, down and starting in verse 10, David goes, If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, Curse David, who can ask, why do you do this? David then said to Abishai and all his officials, My son, who is of my own flesh, is trying to take my life. How much more than this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will see my distress and repay me with good for the cursing I am receiving today. That's all that David does. And you might be surprised by that. I am a little bit. David doesn't respond at all to this. David literally just ignores this man, right? He, he doesn't engage him. He doesn't get into a debate of words. He doesn't get into a yelling match. He doesn't get into a cursing match. He just ignores him. What David does, he goes, well, if God told him to curse me, then so be it. Have him curse me. He goes on, my main issue right now is my son is out to kill me and to take my throne. And I, I, I'm not going to spend time on this man when I have more important matters. And so David doesn't engage. Your best response at times when somebody is laying into you is actually just silence. Your best response is to just move forward and not engage them at all. And you might be thinking, well, I should defend myself. I, I need to defend myself in this situation. Well, Scripture tells us to allow God to fight for us. Scripture tells us to allow God to defend us, or to allow God to stand up for us. And at times, Satan wants us to engage with these people so that we can dig a hole deeper for ourselves, so that we could turn our attention off of the main things and put them on a secondary thing. And your best response is to just be silent. And not engage them at all. I mentioned earlier on in this episode that as a pastor, I've I received anonymous letters before. I've seen I received anonymous letters. I've received letters that have been signed by people, and they're they're just yelling at me. They're complaining about different things, and they don't have all the information. I I was once asked in a in a letter that that nobody signed. It was anonymous. And they said, who's going to get up to do the sermon next? Sally Hairdresser? And I'm like, like really? You, you don't even know what, what's going on. Um, and in those times where I could have responded, and I've wanted to respond, if I'm honest with you, I could have very easily got up uh, because these anonymous letters actually came from people in the church. And the reason I know that is not because it was signed, because it wasn't, but because they were talking about things that were taking place during the church service. And this is before any type of recording or online video of the service was out there. And so in order for them to know these things, they had to be there on a Sunday morning and be attending church. It wasn't hard to figure it out and, and figure it out that it was coming from, from a church member. Um, but I could have very easily got up the next Sunday and go, okay, church, I got this 
letter in the mail today. Uh, it was anonymous, so I don't know who sent it. Uh, these are the things that they, they said, and uh, I am going to uh, defend myself. I'm going to set the record straight. I could have done that, and part of me wanted to do that. But you know what I did? I did nothing. I just ignored it. Uh, I put the letter away. Actually, that letter got thrown out. And I just didn't respond to it at all. And there was another time I got a letter from uh, somebody. And this time it was signed. And all, all these different things. And, and they're, they're complaining about this, that, and the other thing in the letter. But this letter I saved uh, because of possible legal things down the road I wanted to have as, uh, as an evidence, as, as a proof of what was said and it being signed by the individual. But once again, I didn't engage. I didn't write a letter back. I didn't go up to that person and speak to them, even though they were in church the following uh, week or two. Nothing along those lines. I was just silent. Uh, and that was the best way for me to engage those situations. And the same thing is said for, for you, that at times, God wants us to be silent when this criticism, the, the, this yelling comes our way so that we can mirror Christ. Because what, what did Jesus do? He was silent before the shearers. When he stood you know, in his trials before his crucifixion, he was silent. He was silent. Scripture, scripture tells us that. And so David looks at this shimmy and he goes, you know what, maybe, maybe it's from the Lord. And that's something else I want you to think about. Maybe the criticism, whether it's justified or not, maybe the criticism, maybe the, the yelling at you is from the Lord. And if it's from the Lord, you know what you and I need to do? We, we need to listen. Not necessarily engage, but we need to listen and hear what they're saying because at times, God will speak to us through the mouth of a critic. But what we're doing is we're trying to defend ourselves so much, we're trying to get out of that situation that we're not actually hearing what God has said. And so those letters I just mentioned, uh, mentioned to you, and I, I have received emails uh, the same way, at times, with some of them, I will uh, read it and I will give it to a godly person that I know, usually somebody on my leadership team here at the church, and I'll go, hey, you know me, you know this person who is writing it. I go, does any of this sound right? Okay, am I in the wrong here? And what I do is, and I'm not perfect at this, but what I do is I try to read or listen to what they're saying, and then I pray about it, and I go, Lord, is there any truth in what they're saying? Am I wrong in anything that I'm not seeing? Maybe I have sinned. Maybe I've done something that is wrong, and I, I just don't see it. And so, Lord, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? What are you allowing me to see in this situation? And so, I pray about it. And if there is something that comes up after prayer, uh, I'll bring it to the Lord. And if need be, I will then go and address the situation with that person after I've prayed about it, after I've sought godly counsel. But I don't immediately go and engage in that with that person. And David teaches us here 
that sometimes silence is the best response. So let me ask you, do you need to be silent right now? Or do you need to be bringing something to the Lord and going, Lord, are, are they right? Is what they're saying true and right in my life or about my life? Because if you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, that is something that you and I need to be doing. And so you might be getting yelled at right now, or maybe even later today, uh, you may have some things going on at work, maybe even in your marriage, and maybe, just maybe, the best response, the response that God is trying to put at your feet right now is not to engage them, but listen, and to see if what they're saying is true and right, and to bring that before the Lord, and then know how to handle it. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. And if it has been, uh, please hit that like button, that share button, that subscribe button. And uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email at guardingthewell.com at gmail. Uh, excuse me, at guardingthewell at gmail.com. For some reason, I always put the .com before the Gmail. Uh, not sure why I do that. But uh, I do. And so we pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Or you could join us Friday when we have a new message drop. And hopefully uh, you'll take a listen to that as well. Take care.